Start Notre Dame, a radio play in one way or another. At least this was what I first thought of calling it. I'm not so sure now, but I'm sure the name will stick. It will at least be nothing to write home about. The origins of the phrase nothing to write home about are slightly ambiguous, but it probably has something to do with soldiers writing or not writing home. If nothing remarkable is happening here, then why would I write about it? It's a good question. We, by which I mean the others and I, the others whose voices you've also heard in the past, are stationed away from each other at the moment. It was not our decision to be so distant from one another, but we had very little choice in the matter. In fact, I was rather glad about it. Not through any great malevolence towards the others, of course, but simply so that my mind could be a little more peaceful. Words can be very heavy sometimes, I'm afraid, and sometimes the most soothing thing can be to play no part in a narrative at all. I tried as hard as I could to express this delicately when I wrote to B, but I fear that I may not have been as eloquent as I could have been. There are words that one might wish to rhyme, and minds that one might wish to rhyme, but sometimes they don't. I thought about this the other day, because of some words I read on the street, written on a wall. Tied up with words, cut up with swords. It doesn't rhyme. To be perfectly honest, it's so strange being here by myself that I felt compelled to write a letter to B. At first I felt compelled to write a letter to almost anyone, but I decided to write to her or felt somewhat compelled to write to her. It's hard to say which. Sometimes one just starts writing before deciding the person to whom the words will be sent. Anyway, it was being here alone that made me think about all this, and made me write. And to begin thinking about the title. It's an awkward turn of phrase, Start Not a Dam sort of combining starting something with not giving a damn. I don't think anyone even talks about giving a damn anymore. The expression may well have fallen out of use. I suppose that this time, unlike the last time we all spoke to each other, I have become the announcer. My real name is still A, and the others are still B, C and D except for the announcer, who is still called the announcer, whether it's her announcing us or the other way around. She is very much a part of us, though. Dear C, how are you? How are you, really? They are my first two questions, and they are not rhetorical. I really don't know how you are. It feels like such a long time since we were all together, and it feels so strange that we are all dispersed in so many corners of whatever this place is. This place is the world, I suppose. Anyway, if you were wondering, I'm more or less fine. 
It isn't always easy to exist in the world, or anywhere else for that matter, but things seem relatively ordered and settled. I received a slightly strange letter from A the other day. It left me... I was going to write it left me uneasy, but that's not quite right. It left me a little confused. Or even... It left me feeling as if I'd just seen something baffling, but then hadn't been quite sure if I'd seen the baffling thing at all. The letter was addressed to the place I've been working in recently, which is doubly strange, as I can't see how A would have known its address. I didn't think any of you did. Anyway, one of the secretaries brought me the letter, quite unexpectedly. I never usually receive letters here, and I never really speak to the secretaries much. My suspicion is that they all think they are more clever than we are, and that it's insulting for them to be secretaries, whereas we... Well, whereas we do what we do. But we spend the day sitting at desks just like they do. At least I won't be here for that long. Some of them will be here for years. The letter didn't have a return address, just an A written on the back of the envelope. I recognized the handwriting immediately, though, which made me wonder something. When I recognize someone's handwriting, I can hear their voice in my head as I read. But how is it for a deaf person when they recognize the handwriting of someone they know very well? Is there an extra visual sensation? I don't know. It's just a thought. I should ask someone. We only really exist in sound waves, so it's hard to know how it might be to exist otherwise, or otherwhere. That's not why I'm writing, though. I meant to describe the letter. It sounds as if A is having quite a strange time out there by herself which is perfectly understandable. It's a weird place to go for any length of time. I'm sure she knows what she's doing. But the thing is, she seems to have a plan to get us back together for a moment, at least in a certain sense. I don't know if you already know about this, or if I'm supposed to let you know, or if I'm not supposed to let you know for that matter. It wasn't perfectly clear, but it seems that she wants us all to meet at some port city, or somewhere connected to the water at least, somewhere that's not a dam. But isn't almost everywhere next to water not a dam, except for those places that are dams? Still, she seems to be quite insistent on this port city. I'm not quite sure why. It's as good a place as any, I suppose. I should stop writing now. There's something else I should be writing, instead of this. But I hope you're well, and I hope we do see each other soon. Even if it's there. I'll let you know if I hear any more, and you will do the same. Yours, B.
This is the voice of the announcer speaking. We appear to be experiencing some unexpected interference, and I have absolutely no idea where it is coming from. No idea at all. This really is the announcer, by the way. I remain her. The last time we all heard these voices, those of A, B, C, and D, I was with them, and I was another of them. But now we are all separated again, and we are all in different places. I'm in the place I am, speaking to you, and not to them. By the sounds of it, listening in as I am, we will all see each other again soon. We should now be able to resume the broadcast of Start Notre Dame, I think. The problem appears to be solved. Well, it seems that the broadcast cannot resume after all. The problems are much more profound than I first thought. I think we must all be too far from each other for things to really connect together. It doesn't matter for the moment. Anyway, what's the difference between broadcasting words that are meant and words that form a... What's it called? A continuity announcement. What's the difference, really? I think about this whenever I'm announcing. That's all everyone else is doing, all the time. Announcing. There are a few things I should probably say. The first is that the last time we all spoke together, everything really was broadcast. But that something happened to stop the broadcast. There was a moment of silence, and then the voices started speaking again. But all of this happened before a more dramatic event. The moment at which we met Dee, and she took our words away with her. She was going to analyse them to see if they contained some sort of code. I was, and remain, a little suspicious about this process. I'm the professional broadcaster, after all. And if something really does happen to voices when they are broadcast, then I'd be the first to know about it. That's not all. There is something more serious afoot in this plan to meet at a port town. I'm not sure if the others realise, but... Ah, the broadcast really can resume this time. The voices can begin again. This is the voice of the announcer speaking. I'm alone, amongst many people. This is no place to talk, not really. But see, I feel that I really must address you in order to clear up one or two matters. You may very well be wondering what I'm doing here, of all places. It's the last place you would expect to find me, which I suppose makes it a sort of disguise. But listen... It's not good me just speaking like this into nothing, into... What's it called? The ether. I strongly dislike that word, and I feel it's often misused. I'm going to speak into something much more deliberate. A magnetic tape. It should record my voice, 
and, and nothing, nothing else. else. Only my voice. That's better. I trust you can hear me clearly now. Well, I trust that you can hear me clearly at the moment you're listening to my voice. At this exact moment, there is just me speaking in it. I've come here to serve a few people who are not aware that they're being observed. They are aware that I'm here, however, as it was them that invited me. Anyway, see, I take it that by now you've heard of his plan for us to reconvene. She wrote to tell B about it, probably knowing that B will tell you about it. Of course, the announcer already knows, and I also have my ways of hearing these things. I happen to think that the plan is a good idea. Strange things happen in poor towns. What I'm thinking of now, seeing ahead, is what happens when a large building is given over to be partitioned into small, hypothetical buildings. These hypothetical buildings represent what are known as art galleries, galleria d'arte, places where money is exchanged for artworks. There is nothing inherently sinister about this. Let me make that clear. But I have noticed that very often these occasions have a substructure to them. This substructure is in the society of people assembled there. It is as if they are all in search of something other than either artworks or money. This other currency is something that is very definitely encoded. We will find out precisely what happens when we are subject to this currency rather soon. That is all I will say for now. I will cease to, to speak, speak into this tape recorder and continue to speak into the room, into the air breathed by all these people. Will you? 
So, after everything else, after the strange situations we found ourselves in, I'm walking by myself next to some sort of channel of water. It's actually not so bad. It's quite rare that I find myself alone like this, just moving forward, gradually, at a regular speed, with no real destination. It is a little disconcerting to be outside of a story, however. I wonder where the others are. I wander along. Did I destabilize something delicate when I invited D to consult our words? Did I throw something out of balance? It's hard to tell. We haven't been together since then, and we're not really together now. I think that this moment, right now, is actually the furthest point on a parabola. Before, we were all together. Now, we are all apart. But later on, we will be back together again. And so on, and so on. Start Not a Dam was performed by Katerina Albrecht, Louise Hartman, Ada Okoye, and Marta Milanese. Their words were pursued by me, Maria Briz.